Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Whether you're in your garden or hiking through the woods, we have you covered. Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studio of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Good afternoon and welcome to Outdoors. And let's introduce in our host. That's the guy that knows about everything outdoors, and that is Rob Zimmer. How's it going, Rob? Uh, it's going great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Everything about the outdoors. Well, yep. what have you been up to this past week? Uh, it's been a busy week. It's been a kind of a colder, kind of snowier week this week, but lots going on. Um, as we were talking about a little bit, lots of different activity going on out there, especially birds and plants and things like that. Um, and lots of events going on this weekend. So a lot of the show today... And probably tomorrow is going to be talking about some of the amazing outdoor events going on this weekend. There's so much. Uh, no excuse to be sitting inside this weekend. There's so many different things that you could be doing. So I'll go through a whole list of different activities uh, during the shows today and tomorrow. Well, as a lot of people know, the main event going on starting the day, if you didn't cut your ice yet under your ice shanty, sturgeon spearing. Yes, sturgeon spearing starts t- tomorrow. So lots of action going on the last couple of days out there. I, w- I was watching a lot of people go out and cut their holes and... I saw a lot of videos online about people who already have seen sturgeon creeping underneath their holes that they just cut in. So pretty exciting time for the spears out there. So, But be careful. I noticed again today there was a truck that went through when I was at uh, Jefferson Park this morning. A truck went through right by, I think it was by Brighton Beach there, and they sent out the airboat, the, the hovercraft or whatever, to go uh, help out. So you have to be careful out there. It's, there's some thin spots. So, but yeah, great weekend. <laughs> it's for, like, <laughs> have fun out there. <laughs> have fun out there, but be careful. Yeah, yeah as long as you're safe, and that, that, that's the big point. Have you ever know, gone? Know where you're going. Have you ever yeah. gone sturgeon spearing? Uh, I went with my, as a kid, I went uh, several times with my dad. He would he would be the big sturgeon spear, so I'd get to sit in the in the shanty with him and watch. It's pretty cool to just sit there and watch what goes on, especially if you have a really clear um, uh, water day. You can see all sorts of fish and things going by, and you just sit there and you stare in that hole, but... You know, part of part of it's just like deer camp. It's the atmosphere of the place. It's it's um you know being out there on the lake and uh, chatting with your neighboring um, spears. You know, around you, saying, "Did you see anything? Did you see anything?" And the food. I mean, we always had amazing food out there. You know, cooking right in the in the shanty on a little a little gas stove and cooking outside on a grill and stuff. So it was just neat. You never know who's going to pop in. Um, but yeah, just seeing all the different fish and stuff, of course, is is amazing. See, I never. Had the pleasure of going out to watch. Yeah, I don't have the. No, I don't really want to do it, but I want to see it at least once. Watch the action. Hopefully, when I do see it, ha- see all the action happen at once. You know, there's yep. a surgeon, there's a spearing. Yeah, get it. Because you spend a lot of hours looking down into that hole. But yeah, it's a long wait. But eventually, maybe one will drop by, or maybe yep. never. Yeah, and just keep watching, checking your decoys, and pretty cool experience. Our floor quest studio. Phone lines are open. We have Jan on the line. Good afternoon, Jan. Good afternoon. Hi, Jan. Hi, Rob. You're you're in the perfect spot to enjoy. I know some, uh... we have 130 shanties. Oh in my our goodness. Bay, 
And I think because either uh, they're avoiding a crack or it's the clarity, they're quite a ways into the bay this year. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. I heard the clarity's down, So, but if you know they can see, I thought I saw the like six and a half feet is the average clarity, so maybe it's only about that deep out there in the bay. But Yeah. Sounds like a good spot for right. for the action. Yeah, there is a crack. I, I had a map. Um, I don't have it on me right now, but I had the map that shows the crack that runs down the west shore and then cuts across by Oshkosh. There's there's several big cracks out there, so well, again, be careful. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. On the website for the Paints Point Hook and Spear Fishing Club, they will give people a tree line and bridge uh, update every date that they add something or there's something new you know, that people yeah. should know about. And there's also a map of the lake that shows where all the roads are, all the bridges, where there's dangerous ice. And it's really, a, really a neat thing. Yeah, and you can, if you're on Facebook, you can get that on Facebook a couple different places. I think Winnebago Waterways published it on, on Facebook also. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they show the updated map every day showing where the cracks and bridges and everything are. So. Okay, so I just wanted to yeah. share that. I thought, well, some Thanks. people, whether they, I think the people that go out fishing know about that but maybe people that are just curious yeah it's interesting when you see that like your producer there would be interested in seeing that yeah it's interesting when you go out and and just check out the map and see how the cracks parallel the shore or how they move because you know those those cracks happen for a reason whether it's the wind or the weather or whatever and you can see um, those formations out in the water right so we'll be anxious to see who catches something tomorrow right right and uh we'll go down to uh the uh, closest, I think, to us is Keynes Point Bar there that would have a weigh-in station. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have fun. Okay. All right. Have a good weekend. Uh, yes, you do, Jan. Bye. Bye. 281-1150 is the phone number, or one 887 1150 if you're in Oshkosh and outside of the Appleton area. I, I Yeah, she's in the perfect spot there. She's uh, just south of Nina on Lake Winnebago, and she said... 130 shanties right in their their bay there, which is just south of Payne's Point. So, uh, but there is yeah the big crack that runs north and south along the shore there. Yeah, I might be able to finally go out this year. My yeah. dad and I are talking about joining our neighbor. His relatives, uh, they moved up from the south for this week just for this event. Oh yeah, so they're all excited yeah, for this. They're all from, preparing today. Uh, <laughs> people come from all over the world because it's it's the biggest um, sturgeon spearing, recreational sturgeon spearing area in the world during the winter. So. Pretty amazing stuff. And it's and always course, a, big, it's a big thing every year. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many different activities going on all around the lake, around all, all the shores. There's different um, Sturgeon Spectacular and Fond du Lac. You know, there's the, the Paynes Point Fishery. There's all sorts of different fisheries and activities going on out there where people can just, even if you don't fish, you can listen to music. You can be out there on the lake. You can watch eagles. You can watch snowmobile races and, and, and um, uh, you know, motorcycle races and ATV races and things like that. So there's, they're trying to get people outdoors, and that's obviously the big thing. So even if you're not fishing, you can do plenty of um, outdoor enjoyment out there tomorrow. On the and weekend. as you mentioned, it's more of the community once you're out there. Yeah. If you go yeah. to a certain spot every year, you have that connection with everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a neat a neat activity. Like I said, I compare it to deer camp when you go to deer camp every year with the same group of people, and um, it's more about the experience than actually getting a sturgeon or getting a deer. So pretty All fun right. stuff. 281-1150 is the phone number. We need to take a break. When we return, we're going to talk about some bald eagles and a few other ducks that have been popping up near Jefferson Park in Menasha. Outdoors. That's been the hot spot this week. With Rob Zimmer on WHBY. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. 281-1150, the FloorQuest Studio phone numbers. Don't forget, if you're in Oshkosh and outside of the Appleton area, 1-866-887-1150. Well, Rob, over the weekend, I went over to Jefferson Park. It was right after we had that snowstorm, which Saturday, I was bad if you were out driving around. It was a nasty storm, yeah. I mean, we didn't get much, maybe two or three inches or so, but it was... People were driving like idiots. You know, I always say, slow down. Well, we got enough where it was problems on the highway. I mean, you were slipping and sliding mm. no matter where you went. But it looks wonderful after the snow comes down. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. At, Jeffers- it was a beautiful at Jefferson Park, you had all new, fresh white snow, and it looked gray on the ice. And saw about a, I always call them diver ducks coming up from Canada yeah. because you only see them around this time in winter. Yeah, in the winter. And yeah. there had to be about 200 of them. I, I would say more than that. I, when I was there, I saw probably probably two or three thousand. I mean, there were a lot of ducks. Um, most of them are golden eyes, common golden eyes, which are the kind of black and white ducks with the little. I'm losing my voice. Little white cheek spot. Um, mm-hmm. There were also mergansers and a couple swans. Lots of geese out there. Lots of mallards. And it was great to see because when you would try to stare at a certain <laughs> patch of them, you would see yeah. some diving in and then diving right out. Just constantly, never stopped. Yeah, yeah they never stopped. They're up and down and up and down and. You look one second and there's 50 of them. And you look back a second later and they're all they're all underwater again, diving down for mussels and clams and things. So, so that was great Pretty to see. Neat. And then we moved over to the Bryan Drive area in Menasha, and since they're near the lake, you're able to see all these bald eagles. Yeah. And it wasn't just seeing one or two; it no. was up to 20 or 30. Yeah, I was there on Monday. Um, Monday morning, and I counted 50 bald eagles just in one tree, so that was pretty amazing. So check out my Facebook page. I'll put a picture of that up. I haven't downloaded my pictures yet, but, yeah, it was amazing to see all the eagles out there. And in the trees and then flying over the water, they were actually dive-bombing these ducks because the eagles will feed on those ducks that we were just talking about. So they were just flying over there like crazy. And there would be 20 or 30 of them over the water at one time and the rest, you know, sitting up in the trees. So there had to be a good... 80 or 100 eagles there that well, day. Well, my girlfriend my girlfriend thought it was a sign because there were a lot of eagles on that Sunday, which happened yep. to be Super Sunday. Super Sunday. Yep, so they were all, celebrating. All the signs <laughs> of the eagles, they were out ready for the Super Bowl. And, yeah, and I mean, they were just, yep. I couldn't believe how many were just hanging around in the right. trees. Yeah, they were just, they perch in the trees and they watch for, for dead fish to float up or ducks or, or geese and things like that that they can feed on. And, and every once in a while, you know, as I'm sitting there, you'd see one swoop down into the water, grab something and fly away, usually a fish. Um, it was just an amazing week there all week long at Jefferson Parks uh, because it's been colder this week, so the, the snow and ice hasn't melted, and it's got all the, the waterfall concentrated right there. So the geese are ha- uh, the eagles are having a good time, you know, snacking on geese and ducks and things. So pretty cool. Someone saw, saw a post. Someone even saw a snowy owl uh, grab a merganser out of the water and fly away with it. So snowy owls will feed on, on ducks too. So pretty cool to see that. Yeah, then continuing the journey, went to Heckrot oh, in yeah. Nasha and saw about five deer just hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was easy, kind of easy to find them. I saw all these deer tracks, and it was right yeah. with the fresh snow. It was and fresh snow. It happened to lead right to the patch, just right next to the trail. Yeah, that's a nice thing about the fresh snow is you can track all the different wildlife. And Heckrot, of course, it's beautiful after the first snow. And luckily, there wasn't a lot of winds, it wasn't a lot of wind, so the... Uh, the the snow was still decorating the forest really beautifully. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful week though. The whole week has been like that. Everywhere you go, um, it's been a little ch- little chilly though. Only about ten to fifteen every day. But 
Um, but it's winter. It's I mean, what, what do we expect? Yeah, we finally have winter after a, a warm January. You can't complain really when we're at zero or five above. When summer comes, we can't complain. It's 95 degrees. Well, right. it's summer in July. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of summer, there's lots of different stuff going on this week. Uh, this weekend, the big Garden Expo is happening down in Madison, uh, the Wisconsin Public Television Garden Expo. That's today, tomorrow, and Sunday at the Alliant Energy Center. And there's lots of great speakers. There's lots of great um, exhibits and plant societies and things. The Hosta Society will be there, the Peony Society, lots of vendors with plants, lots of exhibits. I know a lot of people are going down there. Uh, there's some bus trips. The, the Winnebago County Master Gardeners are taking a bus trip down there tomorrow. Lots of other groups are going down. So if you're into gardening, that's one of the things you can do tomorrow is go check out the Wisconsin Garden Expo down in Madison. I'll have to miss it this year. I won't be going. Um, but it's a great time to get down there and get excited about plants and gardening. So, All right. Let's again, head, that's today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Let's head to the phone lines. We have Rick on the line. Good afternoon, Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey there. I was just talking about, you guys were just talking about the Eagles you saw last weekend. And down by Jefferson Park, I know they appear down there, but did you also mention Brighton Drive? Yes, Zach saw those there, yep. Oh, I never even knew that you could view them from there, okay. Yep, they're actually all along, wherever there's open water, they're all along that shore there. So on both sides of, even down in Menasha further, you know, um, Smith Park, and then down in Need on Doty Island, things like that. They're Mm -hmm. all over that area um, Mm -hmm. because of all the little sloughs and channels and things. And that open water stretches, you know, way around that corner by Jefferson down towards Brighton Beach and anywhere you can get back there and, you know, drive some of those roads, you'll see them sitting up in the trees and people's, right in people's backyards. They're lucky. Right, right. Well, we used to live on the island of Menasha, so. Oh, you did, yeah. We were at Thousand Island last weekend, and we only saw eight, so. Oh. That was, yeah, that was. I was surprised. I thought we'd see more of them. Yeah, it could be the time of day. I mean, the best time to see them is in the morning when they're flying out, and then they kind of spread out. But um, at Thousand Islands, I know a lot of people are seeing them actually across from Thousand Islands at the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a little credit union right there. People park in the parking lot there and see them, and then down that road that goes past the mill there um, Mm -hmm. on the opposite side. Yep. Yep. And then up on, actually up north on ZZ toward Wrightstown, there's been a lot um, just hanging out there along the trees and along the road and stuff too. Um, right, and one of your past shows, you also mentioned a restaurant in Wrightstown, right along the river, that you could view eagles also? In Wrightstown? I remember the one in Appleton at Fratello's, downtown Appleton. Is that the one you okay. might be thinking of? No, I thought you had mentioned something, uh, a restaurant in Wrightstown that was right along the river there, so maybe I misunderstood. So. Yeah, okay. I mean, some, a caller might have mentioned one, but I know I just drive along Highway Z there between Wrightstown and um, De Pere, yeah. and there's yeah. lots of them in there, as long as there's open water. I haven't been up there okay. this week to see if there's any open water patches. Okay. But yeah, Thank the you. whole area has been excellent. Um, even right downtown Appleton, I'm not sure where you're from, but right downtown Appleton between Lutz Park and Memorial Drive Bridge and Tulula Park, there's been mm-hmm. 20, 30 eagles in that stretch every day. So. Well, sure, we... Um, from Sherwood, so I oh, see you are. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I see them fly from Thousand Island over to yes. Jefferson Park all the time. So. Yep, excellent. All right, thank you. Well, thanks for calling. Bye, Rick. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, anywhere with open water. I'm, I'm guessing if there's a, a food, because they're looking for food to eat. Yeah, right now. So you're looking for anywhere, water, prey. Yeah, because the water attracts the, gus and the ducks and the geese, which kind of concentrates them, and that's what they pick off. They look for the sick and dying ones. <laughs> well, it makes sense if you mentioned they go after ducks. I mean, there were a lot of ducks at Jefferson yeah. on yeah. Sunday, which would make sense why they were hanging around. Right. 
And the cool thing is watching them spar with each other because it's getting to be that time of year where they're going to start mating and defending their territory. So you kind of see them grabbing their talons and flipping around and doing somersaults and things like that in the air. I have never seen that. Yeah, it was happening right right in front of my face while I was there on uh, a couple days this week. Just don't get too close to you. It's just like, all right, you keep the, you keep all the excitement over there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat to see. They're actually quite a ways out. I mean, when you're sitting there at Jefferson Park, it's actually quite a distance out over toward the the points and the open water. So, but it's neat to see. I guess it all depends where you are. I mean, it could be right next in the park to, as you mentioned, across. And sometimes the they park. were. Yeah, sometimes they would come right up to the, you know, where the the water's edges, and they would dive right there in front of me and grab fish and stuff. It's kind of so. like the pelicans, where yes. they would sometimes yeah. they would float and, and swim right next to you yeah. at Jefferson Park, but then they're known for having that big hanging uh-huh. around on the other yeah. side of the river. Yeah, and same with all the ducks, too. When the ducks come in close, you can see all their different colors and patterns. There were buffleheads and golden eyes and mergansers and all different ones. So pretty neat to see. Yeah. So other than that, um, I talked about Wisconsin Garden Expo. That's going on tomorrow. Uh, so much going on tomorrow. I don't know if I should I wait till after the break or should I start maybe start to top 10 list? We can talk about the list and then we'll start it when we get back from the break. Okay. Yeah. Because no matter what your interests are, if you're into uh, birds or gardening or fishing or whatever, there's lots of stuff going on this weekend that I'm going to talk about um, all over the state, really. So if you're looking to take a little road trip tomorrow, it's going to be nice and sunny, it sounds like. So um. Lots of different opportunities from, you know, up north all the way down south towards Milwaukee. Obviously, Garden Expo in Madison. Uh, but there's something for everybody in the events that are coming up this weekend. And, and really, tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow is a huge day. It's going to be hard to decide what to do. So, uh, so before I'll we, make it a challenge for you. Before we go to the break, what will the list be about? Um, the top 10 list this week is going to be just uh, top 10 hot topics, hot outdoor topics of the week. So I'll talk about that. All right. You are listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. I know that one. You are listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. Our Floor Quest studio phone numbers, 281-1150 or 1-866-887-1150 if you're in Oshkosh or outside the Appleton area. Well, Rob, the top 10 list for this week, the 10 top topics. <laughs> yeah, let's start that. Um, 10 hot topics of the, of the outdoor topics that were floating around this week. I've been seeing a lot of different things going on on Facebook and in the news and stuff. So I'm going to just do a top 10 general hot topics of the week. So number 10 um, is the lots of different candlelight hikes and skis and things going on this week. So uh, with Valentine's Day and everything coming up, a lot of the nature centers in the area are doing their candlelight skis and hikes. So if you're looking for something to do, want to get outside and do some candlelight hiking or candlelight skiing, um, obviously I can't go through them all. There's so many. Just about every nature center is doing one. But check your uh, local nature center's Facebook page or website or just give them a call and register for one of those. Uh, Number nine, uh, the ducks. We were just talking about ducks. Waterfowl along the Fox River. It's really at its peak right now. There were, like I said, thousands of, of waterfowl ducks uh, down at Jefferson Park and more at Lutz Park in Appleton. There were several hundred there where there's open water. Um, Thousand Islands, all the ducks and geese down there. Lots of different ducks moving in. And actually, migration has started. Some of these ducks are actually moving north right now. So along the shores of Lake Michigan and along Lake Winnebago, some of the diving ducks are actually moving in. Some of the redheads are moving north and some of the scop and things like that. So along with the golden eyes and mergansers and things that are already there, um, you'll see increasing numbers of geese. Someone actually even told me this week that they saw a flock of tundra swans fly over so, uh, from east to west. So the first tundra swans might even be coming back, which 
doesn't really surprise me that much. I usually see them, well, several years you see them in late February, usually the first week or two in March. But um, last year, of course, when we were so warm in late February, they were back in February 20th, I think it was, when it was 60 degrees out here. So uh, tundra swans may be moving back in too. Number eight, another bird that's been making a huge um, appearance across the area this week are red crossbills. And crossbills are really cool birds. The bird watchers go crazy over these when they when they show up. Uh, they have uh, like a hooked beak. It almost makes like a cross because their beaks are designed to pry open pine cones and things like that. And you know how tight some of those cones can be. So the crossbill uses that um, almost like a pliers to pry open the, the cone and then stick its tongue in there and grab the seed. But there's been lots and lots of crossbills showing up in the area. Um, look for them, especially if you have a lot of spruce trees. They feed on spruce cones. Um, number seven, kind of a different topic that's been happening going around lately uh, with all the sicknesses and things like that. As you can tell, I still have a scratchy throat I caught at one of my uh, speaking conferences couple weeks ago, but breathing rooms, using um, plants inside your home to create breathing rooms and improve the air from all the toxins that are in the, the air from, you know, things like air fresheners and, and chemicals that we use inside our homes, things like that. Oh, I said things like that. I can't say that. <laughs> things like that? Yeah. My people let me know when I say that. So anyway, but breathing rooms, using um, indoor plants to, to freshen the air inside has become a big thing. Um, and with that, houseplant sales are really up. And I saw even NASA, the national, um, you know, the space agency, they actually put out a list of the top 10 plants for um, uh, indoor fresh air. And maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow when I do my top 10 list tomorrow. Uh, number six, orchids. Speaking of indoor plants, orchids. The big orchid show is coming up this week. Or Sorry, not this week. In a couple weeks in Nina, the downtown uh, hotel there at – oops, I just lost it. The Double Tree by Hilton there. Um, the Orchid Magic Show, the annual show of the Northeast Wisconsin Orchid Society is coming up, and that's one of the top ten plants for improving your air indoors. And the nice thing about orchids is you don't have to have – you know, bright, full light to grow a lot of them. They, they grow well in uh, diffused light and, and uh, shadier, um, uh, lower light situations. So orchids are a hot topic this week, too. And I'll do the rest of the top ten list uh, later in the show. When we close up shop. Yes, so that'll be five through one. Yeah, speaking of, of, of plants and orchids, also this coming up this weekend, um, and actually every weekend for the next, um, let me see what the date is. Through February 18th, so you got another week yet. Um, over in Stevens Point, the Riverfront Art Gallery, their Winter's Garden demonstration is going on. It's a really cool exhibit of orchids and houseplants and botanical art, and it's free to the public. If you've ever been to the little art gallery there, the Riverfront Art Gallery, it's an amazing little place right on the river there, the Wisconsin River, um, downtown Stevens Point. And it's just a really nice, um, small exhibit. And if you're into orchids and into uh, plants and, and art. They do a, a live um, plant auction there. So all these plants are available for purchase um, and lots of different art and, and associated products there. So that's at the Riverfront Arts Gallery in Stevens Point. Other activities going on this weekend. Uh, do you want me to get into some of them? Oh, yeah. There's I was getting into some of them, yeah. So many different things like I was talking about. Boo Balls, Boo Balls Nature Preserve here in Appleton is doing a ski clinic tomorrow morning so, or tomorrow. So if you're interested in learning how to cross-country ski, if you're a beginner, if you've never uh, done it before, you want to learn how, um, contact Boo Balls, get signed up there, and they're going to do a, a ski clinic, teach you how to use the skis, and take you on a little guided tour. So that'll be a fun event. At Ledgeview Nature Center tomorrow at 1 p.m., 
they're doing a basics of beekeeping. So Ledgeview Nature Center down in Chilton, uh, for $3 per person, they're doing a basics of beekeeping class. So if you've ever been interested in wanting to start beekeeping at home or on your property, uh, that's an excellent program to take in. Horicon, if you're interested in taking a little road trip tomorrow, Horicon is doing their Winter Wonderland where they're going to be taking people on uh, snowshoe hikes way out into the marsh. So uh, that's going to start at 10 a.m. Um, the place to pick up the snowshoes is at the Environmental Education Barn, which is located south of the um, federal headquarters on um, actually north of that on Point Road, the Environmental Education Center Barn. You can go to the Horicon website or their Facebook page, the Friends of Horicon National Wildlife Refuge, for more information on that. But their Winter Wonderland celebration will be giving uh, guided snowshoe hikes way into the marsh, which is a pretty cool opportunity. You know, a lot of times during the year you can't get deep inside the marsh. You have to stay on the roads or stay on the dikes, but now you can uh, go way back in there. Um, also tomorrow... Um, in Port Washington, there's several things going on. It's Love Your Great Lakes Day in Port Washington. So they're doing lots of different activities down there. An excellent, if you've never been to that community, an excellent community right on the lakeshore. They're doing free exhibits all about Lake Michigan um, at several different locations, um, at the First Congressional Church, um, the Lake Michigan Learning Lab at the Port Ex Explorium, which is a really cool facility to learn about Lake Michigan, um, the sediments, the, the water, um, the wildlife and invasive species, things like that. Oh, gosh, I said it again. And they're doing arts and exhibits at Studio 224, or Studio, yeah, 224 there. Um, also in Port Washington, if you're into bird watching, birding, uh, they're doing a gull ID workshop. Amar Ayesh, a gull expert, is going to be doing a program from 10 to 11.30 at the Nidercorn Public Library teaching people how to identify gulls during the winter, which was one of the most challenging activities for birders is to get out there and see all the different types of gulls that are present in, present in our area over winter. And there can be several dozen different varieties. You know, people look at a gull and think it's a seagull. But there are, there are ring-billed gulls, and there are herring gulls, and there are glaucus gulls, and thayer's gulls, and black-back gulls, and all sorts of them. Um, and winter is a great time to get out there and learn how to identify them. And tomorrow's program in Point Washington, it's free. Again, it's at the Nidercorn, I think I'm saying that right, Nidercorn Public Library from 10 to 1130. And then after that, all afternoon, uh, the gull expert will be giving free um, gull identification lessons there along the lakeshore. So another cool thing happening tomorrow. Free. I mean, nothing can beat that. Yes. You usually have to pay for those gull, gull ID workshops. FloorQuest. And they can be technical. FloorQuest phone lines, 281-1150. Let's head to the phones. We have Mary. Good afternoon, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. How you doing? Good. All these fun things going on. Oh, and my gosh. And there's even more. I'm running uh, out of breath. Saturday just... night is another freebie. Oh, but good. It's out in Crivets. And they are having, the firemen are having a Christmas tree burn. So they have oh, how fun! a big Christmas tree uh, bonfire and a nice skating rink and cookies and it's all free. Oh, so, so. a big, huge bonfire. And where yeah. is this going to be in Crivets? Um, I have, yeah, my son and my son's family uh, lives in Crivets. Oh, how fun. Yep. I, I grew up in that area, so I know oh, the area did. well. Yeah. Yeah, Over he's actually the Falls. pastor up there. So uh, it's just a sweet little town. We really love it. Oh, it's gorgeous. And lots of good restaurants and, and places yes. to eat and yes. check out. And uh, yes. do, you know, do you know exactly where the fireman's um, burn uh, is It's be? behind the fire department. Right behind the fire department. Okay. Right, which is off of the main drag. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, you just take 141 straight up, and then you take a left, I believe, at the lights. Yeah, I know what and, that is. And um, they'll probably have signs up. 
So, so yeah. I just think, and they'll, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have some ice skates, if, or if you have ice skates that you don't use anymore, you can bring them up and donate them. And yeah, spend um, the night skating and watching yeah. trees burn and. Yeah. Hot chocolate and marshmallows and all it's sorts just, of stuff. I just stuff. think that sounds like uh, small town America. It does. It sounds beautiful. And it's supposed to be fairly nice. I mean, 20 degrees and partly cloudy. It's going to be a gorgeous night for it. So Yes, yes. yes. So. Well, thank you so much for calling that in, Mary. Well, you're welcome. And thank you. I really enjoy listening to you, Rob. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 281-1150. We have Dick next on the phone lines. Good afternoon, Dick. Yes, I'm, I'm here talking. I, uh, My son lives in Oshkosh and works up at Plexus, and so he travels every day from Oshkosh up to Nina on County Chonkey and then goes over to Plexus. And the other night, when he was coming out of work, coming off on G and going back onto A, in that first field on the right there, he counted 35 deer at least standing there. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and he said probably upwards of 50. He says, when is enough too many in an area? Yeah, uh Mother Nature lets us know that, but it, it sounds like we have a lot of opportunity to hold a lot of deer. There's lots of food out there, especially this winter, and, and a lot of times it probably does depend on the severity of winter. But this winter, with no snow or very little snow, they've been able to get into the fields and, and eat a lot of browse and eat a lot of waste corn and grain and things like that. So um, if we had a lot deeper snow, uh, chances are we wouldn't have that many. They'd all be concentrated into some of the, the cedar swamps and, and thicker areas. But um, generally... You know, Oh. It's nice for people to, to watch them from their windows and stuff like that, but when you get that many concentrated in one area, don't you think there's a chance of CWD sneaking in? Yeah, that that's the, the case with all wildlife when it gets concentrated. Even some of the ducks that, that concentrate along the river and some of the marshes, you know, there's things like botulism and things like that. So it's always a concern, and, and Mother Nature has her ways of taking care of that. You know, like you just mentioned, it could be uh, whether it's CWD or something else, um, Mother Nature tends to to thin the herd when when she feels she needs it but um yeah it, it's a concern um even things like wild turkeys you know and geese you know you see a lot of um concern with geese in in city parks and things where they concentrate all summer long now because they're they're residents right here so whatever type of wildlife it is when you get really big concentrations there's always that that potential um yeah. 35 to 50 deer i mean that's even though that sounds like a lot that's actually small number compared to if you go up to to northern Outagamie County, you know, the Shiocton area, New London area, where you can see, you know, 200 in a field, you know, some of those oh, big yeah. fields up there. So um, I think there's probably, as a lot of people know, there's probably room for expansion of the herd in some areas, but it needs to be thinned out in other areas too. And I think Mother Nature is the best to, to handle that. Um, but yeah, right there, I used to live right in that neighborhood, right on A and Rickers Bay Road. So I know, I know that area well, and the deer get... Um, crowded into those little woodlots. You know, there's a few little woodlots out there that are left over where they can um, shore up when it, when the snow gets really heavy. But they've built so many new homes and new subdivisions back there. You know, we're taking over their habitat. So we're we're actually concentrating them into those and, those areas. And then, you, and then you get the city people that think it's, it's, yes. just great to, it's just great to watch them. Let's put feet out there for them and get them oh, more no. concentrated. Yeah, don't do that. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, it's you're, interesting you're, to see. You're talking like Wapaka County, where there's 77 deer per square mile. Yes, that's, yeah, that's over concentrated. Yeah, yeah, and Mother yeah. Nature, I think, will will take care of it eventually somehow. You know, and a lot of people then, you know, you hear you hear stories about the coyotes. That's why there's more coyotes. That's why there's more more wolves. And the wolves will eat them all, and the coyotes will eat them all. But no, I mean, it evens out. The, generally, you know, the the 
the the cycle takes care of itself in the long run. Hopefully it's not disease, you know, like we were talking about, but um, yep. Mother Nature will take care of it. Whether we have a really har- harsh winter next year, you know, where some of these animals don't make it through, uh, just like with rough grouse and some of the bird species, you know, they're they're cyclical. My, where, my son said a lot of the automobiles take care of it on yes. A, oh. <laughs> yeah, A has really exploded over the last, when I lived there, you know, 20 years ago, you could sit outside all night long and not hear a car go by, and now it's just constant vroom, vroom, vroom. So, yeah, we, you know, with our automobiles, we take care of a good percentage of the deer. Our, he ourselves. Says safe, he says it's safer driving on County Trunk A than on 41. Yeah, it probably, except for the deer. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yeah, bye, Dick. Need to take a break? We'll have Tom from Kakana next on Outdoors after the break on WHBY. You are listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. We have Tom from Kakana on the FloorQuest phone lines. Good afternoon, Tom. Yes, good afternoon. A question on a snowy owl. Will they eat seagulls? Yes, they, if they can catch one, they will, and they probably could eat one. Um, I've okay. seen them. I've seen them catch uh, scop bluebells up in the air. And um, as I was saying before, I don't know if you heard it, but um, someone posted this week that they actually saw a snowy owl catch a red-breasted merganser right out of the water and and fly away with that and eat it. So, th- okay, because yeah. I've been driving out on Winnebago off the of Lake Park Road, and almost well, the last uh, two days, day before yesterday, and day before the last couple of days, and everything. A big snowy owl in the sea, beautiful. Oh. Uh, about a mile and a half, a mile and a quarter to a mile and a half. He's been sticking around the same area. Now, today I did not see him, but there was a lot of traffic out here today, yeah. so they probably scared him away. But he is a huge owl. They <laughs> are. They are big yeah. birds. I saw one uh, this week. I was over in Freedom, and there was one sitting right on the roof of a house, right in, in Freedom, and it was just gigantic, just sitting there on the, on the roof of someone's house. And they probably didn't even know it was up there. Uh, yep, because so. yep, I opened my window and I yelled to him. I said, show me where the fish are, but he flew <laughs> the other way. So. Yep. <laughs> right, had... I was curious to know that. Yeah, right? they would probably take a gull. Yep. All righty, thank you. You're welcome. All right, one more caller. We'll take All right. Gary. Afternoon, Gary. Uh, good afternoon, Rob. Hi, Gary. Hey, I got a question. Um, <clears throat> I hear all these stories about Payne's Point Fishing Club and and their their rumble on the bagel or whatever it is and then <laughs> otter street does their thing and you were talking about sturgeon before and the lake and stuff and i was wondering you know in the old days uh you know two rivers or up in superior they would always uh broadcast about the smelt run and people i never ate smelt. oh yes i never ate smelt in my life yep. i always wanted to try it but i never had an opportunity and the other thing is um all these sturgeon that are caught um what do they do with the caviar, and how do they do? They pickle it, and what do they do? And then, uh, none of these clubs ever have a a serving of uh, sturgeon tasting. Let me say, so oh. that people could actually taste uh, what what resource that we actually have here. I think it would be a good sales. I thing. love it. That's a good idea. Um, you know, just give us a little bit of sample. One time I went, I had a trip out of the country, and I, I actually ate caviar. Yep. And it, you know, I guess you got to kind of grow a taste for it, but, <laughs> but it wasn't outlandish. Yeah. It was more about perception than anything. Right, it's the texture. And yeah, my, my dad and my grandma used to. Um, so I was wondering, is there any place like, you know, over in, you know, 
Stockbridge or Nina or whatever, where you can actually just get a one-inch cube and taste a sturgeon. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. If anyone knows, if you, if you can, uh, any of the restaurants and things that serve sturgeon or sturgeon caviar, sturgeon caviar, that'd be great. My dad and my grandma used to deep fry it. They used to put it in just a light batter and then deep fry it, and it was actually really good. So, um, but yeah, that's a great idea to have sturgeon tasting at some of these um, locations. All right, Rob, you got one minute, 20 oh seconds gosh. left. We got to finish the top 10 list. Yeah, I'll talk about more that, more about that, Gary, tomorrow. Maybe we'll get someone to call in. All right, my top 10 list, top five topics this week. Uh, number five is the Rooms of Blooms uh, show coming to the Payne Arts Center and Gardens. They're really <coughs> getting ready for that. Excuse me. That's going to be March 1st to March 11th, so... Uh, Rooms of Blooms is the huge um, indoor art show at the Payne Art Center Gardens in Oshkosh. Uh, number four, oh my gosh, you hear music. Uh, the lack of snow. The lack of snow across the area has been a huge topic again this week. We missed out on a couple more big snowstorms. We got maybe three to four inches and that was it. Um, number three, the thin ice on Lake Winnebago. We heard about a truck that went through today. Two is the bald eagles along the river and along the lake. Then number one, of course, is sturgeon's peering. So talk about all of those things and more tomorrow on the show. And what time would that be, Rob? That'd be from seven to eight a.m. All right. Well, I'll I'm be out talking. I'll <laughs> be talking to you then, Rob. Everyone, thank you right. for calling in and interacting with the show. Yeah, we'll hope to hear from you or be listening in for tomorrow's show. Yep. Till tomorrow at seven a.m. I'm Zach Morris along with Rob Zimmer. You've been listening to outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. Every day. We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.